Hello and welcome to the RDK podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Walker, and today I'm joined by the fantastic Rob Suero, Director of Technology at RDK. Rob, how are you doing today? Doing great. It's great to be here. Thank you for inviting me along. It's great to have you on. Um, let's jump straight into it. So obviously 2021 was a momentous year for RDK. Um, Let's start by recapping some of the last public disclosures about RDK adoption worldwide. Um, can you remind our viewers about the adoption of RDK today? Absolutely. Uh, we, we release our numbers every year, mid-year, and, and the numbers from last year were really, really great. It's a, it's a fantastic time to be in the RDK community. Uh, we are now at 80 million devices deployed, which is a really, really large number, and, and uh, the the growth rate on that is fantastic. Uh, in addition to that, we have 30 leading service providers that have deployed RDK. That's in, in North America, Latin America, Europe, and Asia. So we're, we're really seeing a lot of momentum there. In addition, and, and this is the number I like best, maybe it's because I'm a technology guy, but there are now 500 technology companies in the RDK community. Those, those include uh, CPE manufacturers, our silicone partners, system integrators, software developers, the whole gamut of, of um, service providers, of course, but the whole gamut of, of the industry. And the really exciting part about that is that all of those technology companies are bringing their engineering staff to work on RDK. So they're innovating, they're building new features, they're finding new and exciting ways to, to use RDK and, and bring things to a marketplace. You know, if, if, if we were the RDK Central Committee and we were planning the RDK roadmap, we would have wouldn't have thought of half the things with this big innovative group of people is doing. So seeing that number grow really brings new innovation forward. And, and that's, I think, the most exciting part about it. Uh, and, and so last year, uh, these guys, these, these um, technology partners, they brought in uh, all new ways to use RDK4 um, for video. They took advantage of the Lightning application language to port more applications of Lightning. And that's really a huge advantage for them because being a, a browser-based language, they can innovate fast. They don't have to, to do the, the uh, native language integrations and tests that take a little bit more time. So they're able to get the market faster. We also made a lot of progress with our RDK Accelerator program. We, we brought new um, devices to market. And, and it wasn't just limited to, to the video side. On the broadband side, we went from, from a DOCSIS or cable um, access network profile to um, one for PON and one for DSL. Those were developed within the community itself. So we, we tripled the number of uh, access networks that we support within RDK, which was really, really good. So I would say 2021 was a fantastic year, one of the best ever. Let's say, and sort of touching on the growth of the community, right? RDK is really a co community-driven initiative. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, let's talk about that community in the context of broadband um, for, for the first part. So one of the things that stood um, stood out was the adoption of RDKB by operators around the world. Now, I recall Technicolor made an announcement along these lines. Can you refresh our memories about that a bit? A absolutely, yeah. Um, so Technicolor, um, through, through our acquisition, Cisco, have been in the RDK um, community for a long time. Cisco contributed RDK Broadband, Technicolor picked that up. And, and last year, they, they, um, they actually put out a press release that talked about their success with RDK Broadband. And if I remember correctly, it was 16, 16 operators 
I'm not sure of the number of deployments in nine countries. So really tremendous growth. And they're using that um, RDK broadband as their base platform on these gateways. So they're able to take advantage of all the innovation that, as I mentioned, 500 companies, all the innovation that they're bringing forward in, in the RDK stack. And that becomes effectively um, their base product. So they're, they're innovating, but they're also taking advantage of all the work the community is doing and, and bringing that to, to um, all of our customers. And they're not the only ones. There's other OEMs. They didn't have the, the press release. Hopefully we'll see some of those this year, but there's a lot of um, OEMs out there that are using RDK as their base platform for residential gateways. And, and it's really driving the adoption in the RDK community. It was, again, another stellar achievement for 2021. Yeah, it was incredible having Ashwani on as a, as a guest to understand his involvement and his journey with, with RDK as well. And another great example of, of, of operators embracing RDKB is Deutsche Telekom, right? Um, they, yes. They've had some big deployment coming up. Yeah, so, so they announced um, in the fall of last year, they announced that they're going to use RDKB on all of their um, devices, their whole footprint, and all of their access networks. So that would be for, for Doxis. For, for PON and, and for DSL. And, and it's worth mentioning that when the PON um, profile was being developed in 2020 and 2021, they leaned in and, and participated in that alongside uh, Liberty Global and, and Sky and Comcast. So they're, they're definitely engaged and involved with the community, but, but it also shows the benefits of RDK as a, as a multi-profile um, software stack so they can develop a new feature and they really will take advantage of these. They're very interested in the telemetry and the feature control. So they'll be able to do something in, in RDK and it'll be uh, available on all of their access networks in all of their countries. So there's a real advantage for them to write once and have it available everywhere. But I think from, from, from the technology perspective, the best part about it is, is that DT is so engaged. They're not just using RDK. And deploying it and and um and, and you know see you next year's type of thing they're really leaning in they're they're updating the software if you saw pedro's um presentation at the the rdk global summit he's um, set up an rdk factory he's got a lot of activity going on and they're giving back to the community we're doing a great job so we're really excited not just that they're using rdk but they're making it better for the entire community and everybody benefits from that yeah, absolutely, right. And and now I know that one of the areas um, that has been of interest for, for operators who may not have had the size and resources of Porsche Telecom, Liberty Global, Sky, um, is the use of system integration partners to help deliver more of a turnkey set of RDK-based products and services. Now, there was some progress on that front too in 2021, wasn't there? Right, there was. We... we um... We have a good ecosystem of system integrators. There, there's two that stood out last year, made announcements to, to the benefits they're bringing to their customers at uh, Cinemedia and Tata Consultancy, but have done a lot of great work in the community with um, RDK service providers. And, and, and they're, you know, they're helping them deploy or just helping them work things into their roadmap, but, but they're doing a, a really good job. And, and the entire community community is benefiting from the work they're doing. Um, I, I would be remiss though, that, to say that, that that scale you talked about, you know, with Sky and DT and, and Liberty Global, it's, it's important. But it's not a requirement to be uh, a leader in RDK. And, and the reason I'm saying that is we have a, a small um, 
service provider partner in NAS, small relative to, to these companies. Um, and they have shown that you don't have to have huge size to, to be a member of the community. So they've been an active member of the roadmap of contributor. They've been big contributors. They have uh, participated in our conferences. They hosted one in, um, in Lisbon, our, our last one before COVID in 2019. They've held hackathons. So you, you really can choose your own journey and how you want to use RDK. You can go it all by yourself, and, and some of the bigger operators can. You can, um, you can just kind of do a hybrid approach and, and work with one of these system integrators, help them, have them help you deploy or, or add things to the roadmap. Or you can just fully rely on them and, and um, let them drive the, the car for you. It's, it's really how you want to approach your journey, but you have a lot of choice. And I think that's the differentiator between RDK is, is we look to give our community the choices like that. That's it. I think, I think freedom is the beauty of, of RDK and, and, and that's what it offers, right? Regardless of the yeah. size, of, size of the business. Um, so let's shift a little bit over to, to, to the video aspect. Um, mm -hmm. Now, Obviously, one of the biggest news um, items on both sides of the Atlantic was the induction of Sky Glass in the UK yes. and X Class TV in the US. Now, I'm super excited for my Sky Glass TV to arrive, hopefully in the in, in the coming weeks. Um, but both have um, RDK inside. Can you talk about talk about this? Yeah, our RDK is a key component of the Comcast Global Technology Platform. So yes, it, it's in there. It, it's used to provide the the key uh, video functions within RDK, so it, it is a big part of that. And I think that that is the, the perfect example, Jamie, of, of how this community is able to take RDK in, in whole new directions. We were focusing a couple of years ago on set-top boxes and, and IP devices and how are we going to get smaller, faster boxes. And they just went in a completely different direction and, and built a whole new product based on RDK. And not only did they do that, but they also grew our community. They brought in a couple of new Silicone partners for for those TVs, and so it, it's really been a, a a big win. A new product, new technologies, new partners, everything about it is has been fantastic. One, I think, one of the big achievements of of twenty twenty one. I say, and it's obviously one of the biggest steps in in innovation for consumer devices, right? And mm -hmm. last year we saw innovation around the RDK uh, RDK community members on the set top box front as well. Um, let's dive into that a little bit as well. Yeah, I, I could spend the next hour talking about those, but I'll just, I'll, I'll hit some highlights. Um, so so we saw uh, three three new uh, set-top boxes last year uh, announced they had RDK inside. I like the way you, you said that earlier. Uh, that was uh, ZTE, Smart Labs, and, and Amino. They announced RDK set-top boxes. Um, DTV Kit, which is a, a DVB provider, they um, they're working very closely. There was um, they're tightly coupled now with RDK and working very closely. And they did something. If, if I can take a step back, um, in in your very first podcast, uh, RDK podcast, you did it with with Jason Briggs, and he talked a little bit. I think you asked him what's in RDK and what's not, or, or something along those lines. He said, "Yeah, we have a, a a Bluetooth stack in there. If you ask somebody who's their Bluetooth provider, they're not going to know. But it, it just needs to be a core function in the device, and we provide that." But then he talked about, um, I, th I think it was DRM and, and voice, and, and those are areas where the operators want to have choice. So one of RDK's guiding principles is, is where there's opportunity for the operator to have choice, we want to have open interfaces so that 
operator can basically plug and play the technology of their choice. And, and so um, DTV Kit did that. When, when they approached RDK to integrate their DVB stack, they looked at our guiding principles and said, okay, we're going to abide by that. And they created an open interface in RDK for DVB. So they're taking advantage of it and they've open sourced that. But the next person that comes down the line that wants to use DVB and RDK, they can just grab on to those APIs and they're good to go. There, there's no bespoke integration for, for DVB. Um, and there's actually somebody already looking at, at those interfaces to, to do their own integration. So they did a really, really good job. I wanted to call them out for that. Another one of our key highlights for last year was Netflix. Towards the end of, of uh, last year, they announced their DaVinci RDK scaling program, which pre-integrated their, um, their RDK app on top of um, some of our key technology partners. And I probably missed somebody here, but, but Comscope, Realtek, MLogic, Skyworth were some of the names that come to mind right now. And I apologize if I missed um, you, but that was really, really important for us. And, and, and um, it's great. Uh, we also uh, hit six set-top boxes now on our RDK uh, video accelerator. Those are pre-integrated RDK devices that are ready to go if you wanted to adopt one of those and, and launch it. So that's a big milestone for us. And I'll put a plug in for our website. You can read on those on uh, rdkcentral.com. And then uh, another contribution, uh, a big one was uh, Comscope. And again, this, this goes to our guiding principles. Some operators, some of our, our service providers, they want to use RDK, but they want to do TR69 for, for their device management. Others want to use WebPA. And, and so we've developed this concept of protocol adapters that let the operators pick which um, protocols they want to use to control the device. And, and we just put that adapter in. It's like a build time um, flag. So Comscope contributed a USP protocol adapter that lets you plug in an open source USP um, component into RDK so you can control RDK broadband through USP. So now we have three protocol adapters there. Again, that follows our, our guiding principles for RDK. So really, really big year uh, on the contribution side. There's lots of others, but I think those are the big highlights for last year. Yeah, I mean, last year, obviously, we, we the podcast is nearly a year old now. Um, we've had some incredible guests on to share their story. The advancements with RDK uh, have been phenomenal. Um, and it's, it's been a strong start for RDK uh, into 2022 as well. So... Yes. For for everybody listening and watching, Rob, you know what's ahead for RDK management and the community this year, and how can the viewers stay informed and connected about it? Sure, sure. Well, we we started off with RDK by the numbers, right? And and so we'll be updating our our numbers. I'm I'm sure we'll be beyond 500 um, technology partners and and 80 million devices. So so that'll be exciting news for for us and for our community. Uh, in May, in May, um, Jason Briggs will be on a RDK panel, uh, RDK session, I think it is, at Anga. So we'll be back out in, in um, I think that's May of, of this year. And then we're going to go back in person, or at least that's our plan, COVID permitting, for our RDK Technology Summit, which is a very hands-on technology training course, uh, three-day course. Half of it's devoted to, to video, and half of it is devoted to broadband uh, Lee Abraham and his team are, are leading that. I don't think that they've announced the site. So so look at rdkcentral.com to get the latest on, on uh, the Technology Summit in July. In in September, we'll be back in person at uh, IBC. We'll have our um, 
RDK Global Summit on the Monday of IBC. So, so that's pretty exciting for us. And if, and if you're not traveling or, or you want to supplement what you're getting from the travel, we have a lot of good material. First, with, with, um, with you and your podcast, there's great material. You're bringing a lot of information about RDK to the community. So you can get all of that information at RDK Central. There's um, Perdursi and GCS, great partners for us. They're promoting uh, RDK, and they're also in RDK Central. So there's lots of ways to, to find uh, information and, and get more about RDK. But I'd say starting with, with your podcast, with RDK Central, um, that's probably the, the easiest ways to, to um, learn what, we've, what we have coming next year. But since you gave me that tee off, I'd like to just take it a little bit further and put a small plug in for, for our roadmap for, for 2022, look a little further ahead. Definitely. And, and some of this, um, we talked about at our global summit, but, but um, in 2022, we're we're working on our, our kernel alignment with the Android Common Kernel. And, and there's a lot of benefits to that. That'll give our, our SOC and our OEM partners the opportunity to integrate with the kernel once and have it available for RDK and for other OSs. And then within RDK, it'll unify. So we'll have a common kernel across all of our devices. And that really will, will reduce the duplication of effort that we're doing in each of these integrations. And it'll free up those thousands of engineers that work for that 500 companies. And I love going back to that. It'll free them up to, to do more innovative stuff instead of working on the basic integration work that has to happen every time you want to upgrade the kernel. And that gives us a, a, a more predictable roadmap. So I think that is one of the, the key roadmap items um, for this year. Uh, another one would be, uh, again, on the video side, would be uh, containerization. So a lot of work was done by our uh, key partners, by, by um, Consult Red, Sky, uh, Comcast, Liberty Global, in developing a containerized execution environment for apps. And that is now way beyond the proof of concept. And I expect to see that um, being used this year a lot for um, deploying apps. And, and also it could be used for just securing um, RDK components inside of uh, containers. So a, a lot of benefits to that. Uh, the RDK team, I'll, I'll again point that at Glee Abraham is, is working with their other uh, premium app providers to, to um, keep the latest versions of, or have the latest versions of those apps pre-integrated in RDK and ready to launch when, when they're ready to go. So lots of uh, good stuff there. On the broadband side, um, we have this project that's called uh, One Wi-Fi, and we're unifying RDK um, architecture for Wi-Fi on um, the RDK residential gateways and on the Wi-Fi extenders. So you'll have a common implementation for both um, those devices. So that will make it a little bit easier. And, and again, it frees you up to concentrate on things that um, really add value and, and get the basic blocking and tackling type stuff done for you. We're also gonna bring in matter support via um, the existing Zilker component in RDK broadband. So again, that, um, new technologies that are coming in just for the price of admission. It's really, really exciting. And I got three more things I want to talk about, and then I'll, I'll give the, the floor back to you, Jamie. Um, we talked about on the broadband side, we have three access networks. Those were PON, DSL, and DOCSIS. This year, we're adding a fourth one. We're introducing the concept of a cellular manager, which will provide integration with um, either LTE or 5G, depending on, on which wireless technology you want to use. So it'll be a whole new access network for RDK broadband. And with that, we're modifying our, our WAN or our wide area network manager to support fixed wireless and, and also for DOCSIS. And then there's one other thing, and I'll, I'll do a little bit of introduction here. 
And, and that's um, probably some people, or I'm sure some people don't know, but RDK Broadband and RDK Video share a common device management layer. So we, we really reuse as much software as possible. If you integrate with RDK for any device, you can do it for all the devices. And, and one of the things that I, I mentioned earlier but was done on the video side is the concept of downloadable applications into a containerized execution environment. And the broadband side is borrowing from that so that we'll be able to do that same feature on the broadband side. We'll be able to download applications or components into these um, containers, secure containers, and execute them there, separate from, from the image. And, and where we're innovating is we're adding a lifecycle management component with, um, with updates to the TR1 or extension to the TR181 data model so that you'll be able to control those from the cloud as well. And that lets you bring in uh, on-demand basis features like uh, multicast ABR or speed test or whatever it is you want to put in that container. So really exciting stuff planned for 2022. So thanks for asking. I think... Uh... You know, everybody buckle up and <laughs> enjoy yeah. the ride for 2022, right? Because yeah. it just sounds like it's, it, it sounds incredible, um, you know, to be part of this journey as well, um, you know, informing the community about what's happening is, 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 is really enjoyable. Um, and look, anger, as you said, is, is, is a matter of months away now. It'd be great to come yeah. see you guys uh, there for sure. But, um, but Rob, look, it's been fantastic having you on the show today really is a pleasure to have you. Um, just for our listeners, um, I'm sure they've heard it before, but can just reiterate where they can find you online again? Absolutely. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, of course, and, and you can also go to um, RDK Central. Um, there, there's, a, there's a million ways to get me. Probably LinkedIn is the easiest one to, to find me at. Perfect. Well, Rob, thank you very much for your time today. It was a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you for having me. And guys, please make sure to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn using at the RDK podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel so you get notified every time we upload a new episode. Until then, take care and let's continue the conversation. Mm -hmm.